first year on the team. I'm a rookie. I'm, I see Wade Miller pull up. I'm like, oh, my God, this is the – I'm like, <laughs> stressed. I start sweating instantly. I go, to, I go to tee off, and I hit the ball, and I, I was using like a used pair of clubs, and my, uh, my driver snapped in half as I hit the ball. Uh, and Wade Miller just looked at me and, and just got in his car and drove off. The Country 107 Morning Show with Dave Anthony. I'm so happy to be joined with John Rush, former Winnipeg Blue Bomber and, uh, well, current dog-loving vegan extraordinaire of Winnipeg. John, thanks for doing this today. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Dave. I always appreciate talking football with you. Man, big 20-7 to win for the Blue Bombers over the Argonauts. Uh, you called it, man. You said penalties would be the downfall of the Argos. Take us through what you thought of that game. You know what? Uh, I was actually pretty surprised. Um, the, the Argos kind of came out a little flat in that game. And, you know, like, you know, like we talked about, the penalties are always a killer. An, an undisciplined team, you, you can't win. You can't win if you're undisciplined and you're making those mistakes. And that's exactly what happened. But the, the Argos surprised me a little bit, came out a little flat. Um, I was, from week one to week two, I was surprised in the difference of play. Uh, I was, and I was, also, I was also quite pleased with how well the Bombers looked. They looked, they looked polished. You know, like they, for, for two games in with no preseason and a short training camp, I was happy with what they were doing. It seems like they're just a very business-like team, both on offense and defense. They're, they don't get overly antsy. They don't make a lot of their own mistakes. They seem to be just very business-like, and, and it really showed in, in just their confidence on both sides of the ball. Yeah, no, for sure. And, and that's, you know, that's exactly how we have been you know, taught to play and, and what, what we're coached to do there because, because that's exactly it. You know, we know the games are three hours long and we know you know mistakes are going to happen no doubt about it but if it's you know if you're compounding your mistakes by you know dwelling on them or being too emotional and making two mistakes in a row that's when you know that's when you lose games right that's when bad things start to happen and that's exactly you know what their coach do and they do such an amazing job of it there you know, we talked about it in uh, week two about Brady Oliveira, how Toronto maybe will game plan against him and what Winnipeg will need to do to get past that. And I thought Zach Caleros really adjusted well, found some open targets, receivers got open. What did you think of the offense and more specifically, Zach Caleros? Yeah, you know what? Um, it, it, I always find it funny sometimes when, you know, people people talk like about big name guys and and. They always forget that the other team's getting paid too. So, so it's always funny when, when you know, like one one player has like a really big game. It's just like, yeah, now the other team's going to game plan for them, right? So that's the amazing thing about you know Buck Pierce and, and the offense we have, and with Zach Caleros, like they just work so well together. And there's so many threats, like Nick Dembski, you know, <laughs> unbelievably good game. And, you know, hometown kid always helps, right? But, you know, there's so many threats on that offense that, you know, we know other teams are going to game plan for us. Like, you know, when you have a guy like Andrew Harris in the backfield, we know they're going to game plan for Andrew Harris. We're not dumb, but it's about exploiting their over-preparation for one player and then getting those other guys open. And that's what Zach and Buck do so well together. 
On the defensive side of the ball, we'll go back to the offense here in just a sec because I do want to talk about Rashid Bailey. But on the defensive side of the ball, I'm looking at some of the numbers tackling wise, and you see guys like Big Hill, Brandon Alexander with four tackles, and then you got a guy like Nick Taylor with six tackles, or a guy like Dietrich Nichols with you know four tackles and an interception. What is it like for the team when they see guys up and down that defensive lineup contributing and making impacts? No, you know what? It's yeah, I played defense almost my entire career until I got to the pros, actually. Uh, and a lot of the times, you know, de- defensive players don't really get recognition in the media or the, you know, by the fans and, and things like that. But it's very well talked about and very well, you know, known in that locker room that when, when you have a defense that's as dominant as Winnipeg's, it gets everyone else excited. And it makes everyone else play so much better because of it. You know, when you have when you have Adam Big Hill absolutely ripping some guy's head off because he hit him so hard, it, everyone notices. You know, even if even if he's not, you know, even if it's only four tackles, but all four of those tackles were absolutely monster hits. That's noticed and that's appreciated on the offensive side and on the special teams. That makes everyone else play better. And you know, when you have, you know, when it's not just Adam Big Hill. You know, when it's Jackson Jeffcoat getting a huge sack, when it's Nick Taylor, you know, when it's all, when it's, you know, instead of one guy, when instead of Big Hill, it's six guys, it does even more, right? Another game where Winnipeg only surrenders one major score. I mean, again, it's incredible when a team can do that defensively. When, and this is such a niche question, but I'm going to try and say it correctly. How much does the offense playing well? feed into the defense playing well. And by that I mean the longer the offense is on the field, the more the defense has time to rest, making them even better. How much of that plays into, you know, in a football game? Yeah, no, 100%. That's uh, that is something that is very underrated, actually. Um, you know, especially, you know, and I always hate when people just focus on the box score and they see the stats and they're like, oh, well, you know, the defense gave up this many yards or that many points. and uh, Because it doesn't show the full picture, right? If if your offense goes two and out ten times in a row, your your defense is going to give up points. It, they, it, it's impossible to you know be that well conditioned that you're not going to be tired that and, and make those mistakes, right? So the longer the offense can stay out on that field and help the defense recover, recuperate, and do all that, you, you know the defense is going to play better and the offense is going to play better too because you know that means you know they're getting first downs. That means you know they're driving down the field. So it is it absolutely enormous if the offense can stay on that field longer for the defense and special teams, right? It, you know, the less times you have to punt uh, and you know, all that, you know, you're going to have better coverage too, right? And that obviously plays an enormous role in the Canadian football game, right? Talking with John Rush here on Bombs Away. John, uh, what side of the ball is impacted greater by playing the same team in back-to-back weeks? Is it advantage offense? Is it advantage defense? Because the the same two teams are meeting again Saturday afternoon. Which side of the ball has the advantage in a back-to-back matchup like this? You know what? That's actually that's a great question because I I've I've been on both sides of the ball, right? So I kind of know I kind of know what to uh, what to kind of look for. I think the defense certainly has the advantage because you can only you can only do so much on offense, right? You can't you can't reinvent the wheel every single week, right? I talked about before. You know, it's nice to have different targets uh, and things like that, but it's not like you can come up with a whole new playbook every single week. But from a defensive standpoint, you're 
when, if you're like a cover one defense or if you're you know, a blitz-heavy defense, for the most part, that's pretty much who you are. You're working with what players you have. And so if you kind of know the tendencies of that offense you're playing with, you know, they're definitely going to have uh, – uh, they certainly should have an advantage if, you know, if they do – if they game plan correctly uh, and do all those things. But, you know, as, as we've seen many times before, you know, sometimes these back-to-back games, you know, they're blowouts on both sides. So it's, uh, it, it'll be interesting to see, see what happens this week. John, you had uh, Kenny Lawler as your unsung hero from last week, and he had a, a dynamite game, almost 100 yards, 10 receptions, the most targeted receiver. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see who you have as the unsung bomber hero heading into week number three. Who did you like from week two and expect to carry it over into Saturday afternoon? Yeah, you know, I, there, it's, it's always hard picking one player, you know what I mean, especially when so many of them have good games, and they do. They all they all work so well together, and um, you know, I was I was super I was super happy to see Nick Dempsey uh, doing well. Uh, you know, he's such an he's absolutely phenomenal athlete, and uh, to see him have a, have such a good game and, and, and show out was a uh, was awesome. But I think you know I think what it's going to come down to this week, like I said before, I think it's going to be the defense, and I and I think this defensive line is going to have and you know a really really good game. I think. Uh, between you know between uh, Willie Jefferson, Jackson Jeffco, you know Big Stove in the middle, uh, you know Jake, they're they're going to have such a stellar game. Um, I think they're they they've they've been against the offensive line. They know they know like how they set. They know how they block. They know the cadence. Now it's going to be a lot of fun to watch that defense line. I think this week. I know you're a little bit tight for time this week, so maybe we'll get more into the league next week. But in a sentence or two, uh, how surprised are you? You know that Calgary's 0-2 now with no Bo Levi Mitchell, Edmonton struggling. Are you surprised that certain teams are off to a slow start? You know what? A little bit, but not really. Uh, you know, a lot of those teams lost a couple of their key guys, and it you know it really speaks to the whole uh, you know keeping as much as you can year to year together because you lose a couple of those key guys you don't have a you're those guys anymore it those like go-to guys you might have a you know you might have one or two but you don't you know on calgary you don't they used to have like five or six now they have like one or two completely changes like the dynamic of the team you know so from you know from year to year it's, it's super important to keep that chemistry together and keep that bond between the guys and you know obviously we're seeing that with the Blue Bombers, and we've seen that with the Blue Bombers for the past six years, right? So, which is why we've been so good for the past six years. So, t- to be honest, after seeing how many guys both both of those teams lost in the past, you know, in the past off, like you know, two off seasons, basically, I kind of almost expected it a little bit. John, uh, I do want to touch on Rashid Bailey. Uh, he had that halftime interview uh, uh, during the game, and he talked a little bit about his family. I know uh, a football locker room is a lot of people, a lot of different personalities, but how much do you guys know generally about what's going on in your teammates' lives? Yeah, you know what? It's, it's, always, you know, it's always interesting because you got so many guys from so many different places you know, across now the world, right? You know, we got people from Japan, Germany, all over the place. So, you know, it's, it's you know, you can't know everything that's going on in someone's life. But one of the, one of the things that we really focused on at, at Winnipeg was building that, that bond and building that chemistry and building those connections. 
So when times get tough, when whether it's in your personal life or on the field, you know you can like lean on your brothers and c- depend on them and count on them to be there for you. Uh, you know, just going back in, in my playing days, I remember we used to have, we would book out an entire paintball, um, one of the paintball places, and, and we would do a team paintballing session. And we would have a, a day where we rent out an entire campground and go camping and barbecue and, and, and things like that. So, you know what I mean? Like, you're never going to know exactly everything going on in someone's life. There's, om- there's over 100 guys, including the coaches. It's impossible, right? But just having that connection and that bond with your teammates you know, you don't need to know what's going on in their lives to know that they can depend on you and you can depend on them. We'll get more into uh, the locker room dynamics as we continue on here week by week. We'll get uh, the last two for you here, John. I know you're a little bit tied up, but uh, you know, as you get ready for Saturday, first road game, maybe you're going to get a, t- a chance to watch the game with your dogs. I know you're uh, a vegan, so what is a vegan suggestion you have for us heading into Saturday afternoon's contest? What should we maybe eat if we're, if we're going something vegan? Yeah, no, I, that's, a, that's a great question. I'll definitely be firing up the grill this weekend. So uh, my, my, go-to, my, uh, my, my go-to for the grill is always the uh, Beyond Meat hot uh, Italian sausages. They are indiscernible from the real thing, and uh, I love them. I love them more than anything. I can crush a whole pack myself. So, uh, you know, if you're looking for something uh, vegan this weekend, I, I definitely recommend uh, firing those up and, and trying them out. Last one, John, to get you out on this. I know you're at a golf tournament right now, and uh, I, you seem like a pretty calm guy. But if you were to get mad enough to throw one of your golf clubs in the lake, which one's going? Is it an iron, a driver, your putter? Which one are you going to throw into the lake? Uh, it's definitely uh, my wedge. I cannot, uh, I cannot do a chip shot to save my life. Uh, I'm the absolute worst. But uh, here's, a, here's a quick little story for you. Uh, my first year on the team... I was uh, at the Blue Bomber Golf Tournament, which is which is always a good time. It's always you know a lot of fun. And I was golfing, and then Wade Miller pulls up on his cart and stands about three feet from where I was about to tee off, and he's just staring at me. And it's my first year on you know first year on the team. I'm a rookie. I'm, I see Wade Miller pull up. I'm like, oh my god, this is the I'm like <laughs> stressed. I start sweating instantly. I go to I go to tee off. And I hit the ball, and I, I was using, like, a used pair of clubs, and my, uh, my driver snapped in half as I hit the ball. Uh, and Wade Miller just looked at me and, and just got in his car and drove off. And I'm like, oh, that was about as poorly as that could have gone. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's, uh, that's always a story I love to tell people. But, you know, thankfully he didn't release me the next day. I stayed on the team for the next four years, which is awesome. But, uh, but yeah, it's uh, – I'm, I'm not the greatest golfer, but uh, if I had to throw one in the lake, I'm uh, throwing the wedge, that's for sure. I, if I ever get a chance to talk to Wade Miller, I'm going to ask him that and say, was that the moment you knew he was going to make the team and, and have an impact? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll, yeah, get no. you, <laughs> we'll get you out on your prediction, John. Uh, game three, week three, I should say, Toronto, Winnipeg. Who do you like, uh, and, and what do you predict the score? You know, I, I, I got to go with my home team again. Uh, I, I probably never bet against Winnipeg, but... Uh, if Winnipeg does the things they need to do to prepare, which uh, I think we all know they're going to do, uh, I have Winnipeg coming out 27 to 9. John, always appreciate the time, buddy, and thanks for doing this and cannot wait to catch up next week. Yeah, no, for sure. Thanks for having me on, Dave. I really uh, always have fun. The Country 107 Morning Show with Dave Anthony. Weekday mornings only on Country 107.